Sucking Tuesday. So we've gotten a little derailed these last few weeks because, you know, shit happens. But here we are. We got the whiteboard. Hopefully this one will be something like legible. Maybe we can at least come back to the same points. And so it's actually the big whiteboard. Yeah, I brought it. So it's third point. I'm unfamiliar with. You're gonna have to go ahead and explain to me. The three six nine. Yeah, that's that's later in the show, man. We can't get out of order. It'll fuck me all up. <laughs> so Damn. this is this is intro phase. Welcome to fucking Tuesdays. Woo. We try to be zero filters here, fucking Tuesdays. We are what we are. We cut out some of the worst of it, you know. You're welcome. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, most of it's pretty fucking raw, honestly. Yeah. It is what it is. I've been embarrassed a few times listening to it. Why in the fuck were we talking about that? But here we are. Okay. 2D, 3D vision. So... Some neuroscientist did a long, expensive study, I'm sure, and they found out that a lot of artists like Leonardo da Vinci could visually flip between dimensions. I don't mean physically, like one dimension to the next. I mean, they can switch between 2D vision and 3D vision. So they would know exactly what a painting would need to look like based on what they're looking at in real life, which gives them a big advantage over people who can't. I saw the same article, just mm-hmm. never clicked on it to read it. So that's interesting to know that it was it was clicking between a two and three D kind of visual it's spectrum. Like, it's just that headline to get you. So yeah, it's just between two D and three D vision. Their eyes are a little bit offset out. Fucking Tuesdays, man. Their eyes are basically can unfocus, so they. Unfocus is the wrong word because it's not fuzzy or anything. It's just two-dimensional versus three-dimensional. Okay, so funny funny enough, um, I've mentioned this a few times. I have a penchant for finding four-leaf clovers. It's just a thing. But it's because the pattern of four pops out above or amongst all of the rest. I don't know what it is. It's an irregularity in the pattern. Are you familiar with dissociation? Because that's almost the exact way I would describe it. My vision goes from like a 3D focus to I just turn it off and everything in the room becomes 2D. It's all no, the same plane. Everything disappears. Perception. Yeah. Do you guys dissociate? Like just staring at the so. wall where your eyes... I mean, you can literally watch someone dissociate where their eyes will literally become unfocused. Like oh. they spread out. Yeah. I do it when I daydream. It'll happen to me quite often. Yeah. I guess I'm in a state where I'm not paying attention because I have no idea. Next time you're staring at the wall, daydreaming, just inside, lost inside your own head, think about it. And then when it's almost like waking up, your eyes have to refocus. That's mm-hmm. why most people, when you surprise them, they blink and like they have to reset their brain. They have to come out of that, that fugue, whatever state. I mean, I learned to dissociate as a dis- defensive mechanism for my boredom. As an ADHD kid in public school, that's why I got so goddamn good at it. I meditate inside my own head while staring at a fucking wall, not moving. But at least I was sitting still. That's all they fucking cared about. I mean, I See, did I that. Sit still and shut up. Dude, if they let me pace around the back and think, that'd be a distraction to the class. It might have been, but shit, I'd probably paced in the hallway too. I did pace in the hallway a lot, actually. Funny enough. I mean, a lot of classrooms have gotten better dealing with stuff like that. I hope so, man. Like the fidgets I mean, it's still and shit. Not great, but some some teachers, I think, do a lot. Our fifth grade teacher had a pretty good understanding of that. Kids learn differently, man. But the system, they don't they don't want kids who learn. They want kids who memorize. Yeah, that's why those of us that learned at an alarmingly fast rate just broke the eye step because we could memorize. We didn't have to memorize. We learned. I knew how to get the answer, not just what the answer was. I hated that. They really <laughs> did. Like, you were supposed to write down the formulas and do the homework and recite this thing. And I just, I don't know. I I didn't have to memorize words because I read. If you read all the time, you 
are constantly seeing those words and then my my own internal weirdness. I literally see the word flash in my mind, like in text, and I can spell it. It's like reading from my inner monologue. Do you have an inner monologue while you read? I don't know. That's why I like reading so much. I go into that trance state. I don't read. I live in that world. I see it. Voices and all? You give the... I'm gone. That's where I have a hard time with going from having read books to watching movies based on books is I have a preset vision of yeah. a character. I have a preset voice of a character. I have, you know, uh, preset visualizations of the settings, the homes, the vehicles, the weapons, what have you. And then you have another person's interpretation via the film. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it clashes and it rubs me the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Like with Hobbit and Lord of the Rings? Uh-huh. I don't think Those words, are just the more recent big yeah, ones. I, I think words, works like that should be bastardized so hard. It's not supposed to be Peter Jackson's interpretation of a book. It's the book made into a movie. Lord of the Rings wasn't that bad. It they was one of the somewhat true. Just it was one of the view. better. And they completely fucked the ending. Like, I wanted to see the end when the Hobbits came home and saw the... Saruman, War Tongue. Yeah, had enslaved the whole town. And then they go in and save the day. Just the hobbits without anybody else. Well, that's how Sam and the the waitress girl, I don't remember her name, but that's how, like, he saved her and she fell in love with him. Yeah. Yeah, and Wormtongue got his. Mm-hmm. They both did, didn't they? Um, Wormtongue stabbed Saruman, yeah. if I remember correctly. And, and then, then he fled, I think, in the book. Him, or shot him arrow or something. I mean, it wouldn't, I don't it's know. It's been a while. It has been a very long time. Hell, I'd forgotten about that entire chapter until you just said that. But you can understand why I said that they had completely fucked the ending of that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's a happy ending, man. I like the way they did it in the book because they established the hobbits as heroes. They, yeah. But without the help of any humans or elves or dwarves. They saved their own town? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is why I think Wormtongue got away. Like Judas style. Does the Judas reference make sense? Yeah, I know what you're saying. Where after he sold Tortured Christ, by his own, yeah, he took his 27 pieces of silver, whatever the hell it was, and was cast out into the desert mm-hmm. where he eventually hanged himself. So 2D, 3D vision, I think, is something to do with dissociation, which I know a hundred years ago that was probably a very uncommon trait. But the neurodivergency, the weirdos, there are so goddamn many of us now. Like, if you know how to dissociate, try it sometime and tell me if your vision goes from 2D to 3D. I'm curious. That study, they think that a lot of the famous painters may have had the same thing. It wouldn't... Like Rembrandt and Picasso. It wouldn't surprise me at all if they were just all neurodivergent kids who found painting at an early age and enjoyed it. They put the 20,000, 30,000, 50, whatever, they mastered it. This was a study by Professor Christopher Tyler of the... City University of London's optometry division? I don't know. Would you have to know art and vision in order to do a study like this? I don't think they're mutually exclusive. Like, I don't know that you would need a degree in both. Like, maybe he has a minor in classical something. Or even just an admirer that want to learn. Yeah, I mean, you spend enough time around a collegiate environment, you're going to pick up some, some pace, I think yeah. is what they would call it. Some culture, maybe. Usually people that get that far in the collegiate world are like still the neurodivergent. They're just the ones that learn to use the system instead of get used by it. Maybe the slightly better off kids. The ones who could afford to go spend years getting a PhD. Some people really do. By the time they're 18 years old, they've already earned their first doctorate. They're, you know, savants or whatever. What do you think about 2D, 3D vision? say we've pretty much covered it with it's literally just visual dissociation I mean some do it to a minor scale some do it to a massive scale it's just like how severe is your ADHD how severe is your autism how severe is your dissociation how well can you control it how well can you focus it how often do you use it how often do you focus it everybody does it though right no 
or at least I mean because there are some that don't need to they don't have any want or desire to uh, leave this as they currently perceive it perfect existence why dissociate to another existence when you have this one why take the 2D route when you have the 3D or why if you don't even know 3D because you're living in a purely 2D world why would you there's nothing to actually spark the inclination to find anything else. It's like the, I think we talked about it on one other episode. It's that stuck in the Mayberry mindset. Your your bubble, your your known world seems perfect. Why leave it? There, there's there's no perceived understanding of anything outside of that bubble of that existence. Some people are too stuck in two D to even know or see three D. I think only those that see 3D can dissociate to 2D. My static, I think, is a big part of why I see shit so weird. It's so easy for me to dissociate because I literally just jump into focusing on the static instead of the not static. And I instantly am out. I have no idea if that... Maybe I'm just going blind and it's easier to turn my fucking eyeballs off. (laughs) It seriously could be the answer. It could be. Like... Macular degeneration shit. Yeah, your eyes are just getting tired and you can't keep straight anymore. Kind of. Which I had problems with that from that staph infection I got in my head. I thought I was going to be cross-eyed. Well, not cross-eyed. It just had one slightly lazy eye. But eventually, probably should have gone to the eye doctor for that. Probably. I don't know, man. Obviously, you figured it out. That in my body just adjusted to the damage. They'd have probably put you on some something. I don't know if that would have been a good thing or not. I mean, you're already on heavy antibiotics for the staff, right? At the time. I was at the time, yeah. I mean, I had to take two IVs of it, and then two more regular IVs on top of that. Just uh, dehydrated pretty bad. You know that'll mess up your birth control, right? No, it's not bad. Why do they not have male birth control? Like, just the... Which they're supposed to be coming out with pretty soon. Um, like Like a pill. Okay, so the answer is... Women usually drop one egg, right? Compared to millions to and millions billions, of swimmers? I believe, yeah. for men. And it only takes a few, literally. Like, I'm not only saying... Only one, yeah. The odds of one sperm, like, obviously, getting all the way there, yes, but, like, for just one to come out and one to make it, you're talking astronomical odds. Yeah. That's why there are billions. It's easier to deal with one egg than billions of sperm. That's and true. that's why the females are so effective and the men's are like, you know, 99.2 instead of 99.9. This shit happens, especially when there's a billion chances. So one in a billion. Well, why isn't there a shot that can give you that just kills all the stuff in your DNA so to kill it, to, to make sperm? To kill it is completely... Chemical castration. It would kill your gonads, essentially. Well, then it would so, testosterone. That's an issue. Yeah. Which you don't just produce testosterone in your gonads. So I mean, women don't add pituitary. The one piece of your DNA that says make sperm. No, because I mean, again, at that at that point, like to chemically castrate somebody, it, that's an irreversible process. It's not just that's well, not then a they have pill. Shot that turns it back on. I don't. It's not I a think, shot. I it's... think the ratcheting band is probably the way to go if you want to be reversible, and yeah. it will be almost instantly effective. Yeah. And probably uh, a little less severe than cutting things off and such. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, well, male... not cutting things off, but disconnecting a couple tubes. Yeah. So, you've heard of female circumcision, and the entire world is pissed off about this. Which yeah. I'm not saying you shouldn't be. It's, it's a terrible process. But why is it okay to do it to little boys? They have to add the word female in front of them. Why can't... For once in our fucking collective... Well, that's, that's where... You have literally separation of religion versus culture. That is a cultural adaptation. Sort of. From a religious one. But, like, boys, boys, circumcisions are done based off of the religious basis. And then the female, it's a cultural divergent trait. Like, uh, tactic trait, whatever you want to call it. 
Those faces forced, isn't it? Yeah, I don't think any of them. I mean, I can't imagine anybody. They most of the ones that do it are not doctors. Like this is a tribal medicine man or something. I'm hoping he's good at what he does. I think yeah, that's kind of what you get back into <laughs> is like tribal culture. I'm saying, why is it okay to do it to boys? The whole world just is cool with it. Yeah, mutilate my son. It's fine. Poor men. We can take it. Yeah, you'll be fine. We get it. Don't talk about it. You're fine. Don't cry. Cleanliness. I think it's for our war fighting capabilities. Like, they don't know which of us are going to be acceptable as soldiers. So they're just like, fuck it, do them all. That way we don't have to worry about them. We can send them out to the field for months. And wash themselves with five-gallon buckets and baby wash. We'll be fine. I mean, you always get a skin draft. Yeah. Yeah. Rebuilt foreskin. There's actually a device. It's um, springy. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I heard about it on the Playboy. No, I'm just saying that. Series XM. Yeah. The springy motion. Well, you. Okay, so you clip it to your foreskin, right? And then you apparently stretch, stretch it your over your shoulder. Yeah as you sleep and it keeps a certain amount of constant pressure on your foreskin and you can regrow up to one inch I don't think it's regrowing I think it's stretching your skin it's they the device calls it regrowing like you create you're supposed to create new nerve endings and everything I, I so I just simply redistributed my earlobes I didn't stretch them I redistributed them I don't know I guess it would be similar to stretching your ears in a gauging process yeah. Are they more sensitive? I mean, ears and penis are two completely different yeah. things, obviously. Everybody's got their... I don't know if it's a more We should add a spoiler alert about the penis talk. We're going to end up R.R. Martin. We talk about penises that often, do we? Flaccid penis. The dragons are coming. <laughs> Idiots. Okay. So, on to topic two. Intuition, psychic ability. Would it be? Would psychic ability be considered intuition? So, sort of. We all know things. We all have ideas. We all have thoughts. The intuition is okay. letting us know. Good intuition. intuition. <laughs> Versus all the somewhat luckier bad intuition. But um, actually people with good intuition. Okay, so I think we all have psychic abilities. Some of us trust ourselves enough to act on them, and some of us do not. So depending, like, if you were to invest in Enron in 98, you were a genius. If you were to invest in Enron in 99, you are probably now bankrupt and maybe jumped out of a building. I don't know. I see this one kind of as witching rods for water, divining water. Some can do it. Some can't. If If it's good intuition, yes, if you're right. If you're wrong, then no. So, like, if, if I were to tell you there's there's water here, drill your well, and you drill to 7,000 feet and never hit water, I'm probably not psychic. But if we find water in the desert with my stupid sticks, then, yeah, maybe. Like, it's all perspective, and you never really know until the end. Who knows the end, man? This leads me to the point of book six or seven or whichever fucking one I'm on. I just finished the shortest of them all. That was the whole point. Like, nobody's ever been able to find it. That's what every author has been looking for since the dawn of time. Everybody thinks they write the end, but it always turns into a to-be-continued. There's always another chapter. It's never, this is it, this is how it ends. It's the never-ending story? Sort of. I think I know how it ends. But the problem is, it's just the same bullshit answer. Like, our universe will eventually blip out the same way it blipped in. And... Who gives a shit? There's still something else outside of it. There will be another something eventually. Would it just implode on itself and explode and create everything back from zero? So there's new scientific theory about white holes as opposed to black holes. Like, you know how everything has its own inverse? Because of our Big Bang expansion, we created a singularity at the center of our anti-universe. Making sense. Did I go too far with that? So. so imagine in a in a white hole in our anti-universe, everything runs backward. Up is down, left is right. It's literally the exact opposite of what we are here, and that's possibly where our shadows live. Like maybe our white hole is a two-dimension 
It's actually a one-dimensional universe, which is super confusing, just as confusing as the ultimate dimension. Because everything exists in singularity, everything is one. That the nirvana karma, like all of the consciousness of our entire universe, when we all become perfect as one, will blip back into the white hole in the singularity and share that information. I think that's what Christians call heaven, where even the bad ones, like there is no good or bad, we're all one. So, like, yeah, you were mean to me, but I understand why, because we are one now. I wonder if that's what humans don't truly long for. Knowledge? Nothingness. No responsibilities, but everything. You don't require food, but you're never hungry. Like, there is no rat race, because you're there. You've achieved it. And you're there with every other molecule that you've fallen in love with throughout your life. And all of the molecules that you hated throughout your life, you now love, because they're a part of you. And you are complete, whole, healthy, singularity, and strange. So, intuition being psychic ability. I, yeah, they're almost interchangeable as words. If you're good at it. Like, when I read tarot, if somebody would say, you're an idiot, that's not even close, then obviously I'm just not any good at tarot. It's not magic. It's me guessing at things and missing. I don't ever want to be called a phony, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want somebody to run and be like, you're cheating, this is how. Yeah. I have no idea how the fuck tarot works. I know that I go into some form of trance state, and I don't remember shit about it, but everybody I fucking do it for loses their goddamn mind. Mm. Not everybody. Some people get a boring reading where they're like, yeah, obviously that's true, that's too fucking general, but it's the people that like, I don't want to mention any names specifically, but the people that are doing the family thing, and maybe they don't love it, but they're doing really, really fucking good at it, like, it's just keep doing it. That's your tarot. You win. Keep going. Mm -hmm. Don't quit. And it's boring. Like, everybody loves it. I'm like, well, you're pregnant. I didn't even tell anybody that yet. <laughs> fucking cards, man. Don't look at me. That shit is funny, though. When people legitimately... Well, I also sometimes start tarot readings with just shut up. Hi, somebody told me you could read my tarot. Okay, I will. I'll tell you when. Until then, don't say anything. And, and then don't say anything other than a few, like, do you have the next hour available? Because if I have to wait on you, I'm going to get bored, I'm going to wander off, I'm not going to be in trance state anymore, and I'm, I'll finish it and not fucking tell you. But generally, the problem is I go too far, answer all of their goddamn questions, so they never come back for a second. Or maybe I just suck, and everybody's like, eh? I started charging Red Bull. If that helps, keeps me awake for an hour of whatever the hell it is that I do. Seems to burn a lot of calories, though. Being that crazy for that long. I've been doing pretty good with the eating thing. What was 369 supposed to make me think of? Oh, Tesla. Okay. So, Tesla, he famous quote, you want to understand the universe, you've got to understand vibrations. And specifically, 369. I've only pondered one of these numbers greatly. That's nine. You know anything about the... About the number nine, kind of sound like Elmo here. If you were to take any any number, no matter how big, and add all of the digits together until it comes down to a single digit number, it will be between one and nine, right? Makes sense, it's a single digit, and it's a number. So if you have a number, you can't lose them all. You have to have at least one. Okay, so the significance of the number nine that the only way to get a 9 is to only have 9s. Am I making sense? Any other number you throw in there with an infinite number of 9s is going to be that number. So like 199. You add it all up, it's 19. But then you reduce that down and it's 1. Weird. Apparently this is making some kind of... I've been... Did I, did I mention autism shit? I've been doing this since I was a kid with like phone numbers and license plates and the numbers on the side of trucks and literally any long number I found. It was a race to see if I could reduce it faster than it went away. ADHD shit, I think. I got bored with commercials. <laughs> Car rides. Anywhere I was bored, I would just add up numbers. We didn't have tablets and shit in the 90s. Dude, the shitty part was it's such a specific form of math that I enjoyed doing. Like, they never just, hey, here's a 47-digit number, reduce it. I don't, I don't know what it's good for, but I know a thing about 9 from countless hours of thinking about it. I hated math until a specific concussion. And then it was just, I still don't like it, but it just became easy. Neuropathways, dude. 
They're weird. So if you imagine all of the all of the things you know as little nodes in your brain, that is the you know you've heard you only use ten percent of your brain or some shit. This That's... is what they're talking about. It's only so many of your neurons actually store anything. Everything in between are the pathways. So the other ninety percent of your brain is literally just transferring that conscious thought out so that like multi nodes can communicate. So things like PTSD, um, traumatic brain injuries, this shit, it causes those pathways to die, to collapse. Imagine cave structures where you're literally collapsing everywhere. So if you've still got good nodes back here, but they're disconnected, you can actually relearn through different portions of your brain how to do things, which is why, like, paraplegics, you'll never get those nerves back, but sometimes your brain will find shortcuts and sideways and whatever. Mushrooms, by the way, have been shown to basically bore new holes between the nodes, like which is why it's sometimes painful and you cry and all this shit, but it's, it's literally opening up parts of your brain you haven't used in a very long time, or at least you haven't used quickly. Like you've been in fight or flight so long that it bores new channels out from that survival node wasn't supposed to turn this into a mushroom episode, but there you go. Carry on. I forgot where I was. That's perfect, actually, because this is you. This, we, we decided to write something on the whiteboard yesterday. This was it. I don't remember what the fuck it means. I have no idea what the line of thought was. I think it was something to do with, like, instant gratification. Yeah, it was. But it was a different, it was a different Something form. along the lines of, you know... Basically, you're doing something for no other reason than to do it. It's oh. You do it because you want to. You want to have that... You know what? Okay. It wasn't that no one... Or that anyone told me I couldn't do it. It wasn't that people thought it was impossible. It wasn't that, you know, I thought it was impossible. It's just I wanted to do it, so I did it. And that, that actual reward of... Yeah. So you know this what? is I did that. This is the difference in the one percent winners and the ninety nine percent everybody else. The participation trophy crowd. So you're already the best, why try? What's the alternative? In my opinion, and most people would say, Well go watch a movie or eh? I don't wanna I don't know. I enjoy getting and being better. And most people like just being okay. If practice makes perfect, and nobody's perfect, why practice? The fool's dilemma, man. Life is futile. Why? Why would you put yourself through it? Because we're foolish. And we enjoy the challenge. I think that's the only answer to that question. Why live? Because I want to. Well, it's like, I can think of a few things where I have a personal record. There's literally no one else who has even tried for a record, let alone a personal or making it a competitive nature kind of thing. I did it just because it's, shall we call, competing with myself. It's personal competition. There may never be anyone who even thinks about competing with me. This is why I talk to myself so much. But it's a personal thing. Like, I'm competing with myself. Yes, I did that, but I think I can do better. Okay, yes, I created amazing work of art but I think I can make a better one. Artists do it all the time. Yes, I made this, and yes, it was amazing, or yes, I thought it was my best accomplishment ever, but I want to create another one. It may not be better than this one, but I'm still going to create one. I'm, I'm always trying to do the better thing, find the better thing. It's like, okay, yes, I did that, but now I want to do something that's going to be, in one way or shape or form, better than that. Almost makes it sounds like they're never happy with their work. Some of us are not. So, I think this is why I enjoy talking to myself so much. Not being rude here in any way. I mean, like, literally, I've spent all these hours inside my head contemplating crazy situations. Like, I've put more thought into certain things than your average person has. So when somebody starts having a conversation with me about something, and I've put dozens of hours of thought into it, they think I'm insane. When I actually have ideas and things to say about said crazy subject. 
the inside of my head isn't always pretty, and it's not always in a bad way. The odds of us seeing a major catastrophe in our lifetime are staggering at this point. Why would you not contemplate? What happens if it floods? Like, I'm not talking about literally going out and buying prepping supplies. I'm talking about just considering a thought. What would you do? And I sometimes, when I'm not super healthy, let my brain run in those directions. Crazy amounts of thought. But yeah, so that's why I talk to myself so I don't sound crazy. See, that's one of those conversations I should have had with myself. And <laughs> not on the internet. But fuck it. Here we are. I'm at a high enough elevation if it floods here. I'm so fucked it's not funny. Yeah, I mean, it would take 40 days probably. Luckily we already did that one. Next is death. No more floods. We're talking full-blown fucking death. I'm expecting 25% of the world's population to die. Brutally. I don't know what it'll be. No idea. Giant earthquake. Polar flip. Actual pandemic. Like bubonic plague style that killed a third of the world. Which I know pestilence is different, but kind of the same. And we're back. What is this, episode 16? 15? 25? They seem to be going pretty well. No crazy shit in between. Just me knocking on the wooden table. Never too late for crazy shit. Pollution, earth and beyond. I mean, that's a hell of a topic. We are trying our, you know, clean energy means of preventing pollution. We are trying our recycling. We've been seeing reduce, reuse, recycle for so long. And nobody does it. But at the same time, we are doting upon the the accomplishments of space travel and and how amazing it is that we're doing all of these these recoverable efforts Have, did you see where they they actually caught a rocket booster with a fucking helicopter i knew that there were planes to do that but i don't remember seeing they did it they did it now granted they had to jettison it this is why they're they're talking space elevator so just so you know, they're not catching rockets to save the environment. They're doing it because they're expensive. Yeah. They want to be able to send one up twice a day, every day for the foreseeable future. Literally. Okay. And when they so most so, of those rockets that go up are carrying 30 plus satellites. Yeah. But wait until they're carrying groceries for moon colonists. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not kidding. Wait until the U.S. highway system is between here and the moon. Either elevators... Or, like, literally, you'll have an up elevator and a down elevator. And, and it'll just all the time. Shoot. Shoot. what I'm getting to is, is we are polluting both places already. Oh, we need to move to space. We're polluting the planet so bad we need to find another place. Why so we can pollute it, too? We are such monsters in and of the fact of the amount of trash that we produce. The amount of waste. Not just, you know, excrement. Every animal produces excrement as waste but our day-to-day just holy fuck we use it and can't ever use it again it's not that we can't it's that we don't use it again again there are space shuttles going up fairly regularly with 30 plus satellites why are they taking 30 to 50 satellites at a time because there are that many that are defunct. We've been launching them up there for fucking eternity. 50s. Was it 55 for Sputnik? I'm pretty sure it was 55. The amount of high orbit trash alone is stupid. I think that's one of the reasons why a space elevator won't work. We can't have a stationary object because not every bit of space trash is positioned to miss it. Space Force. That's going to create something. Space sweeps? Street sweeper? Sort of. You would, you'd have to have some kind of giant deflector thing. Still figured out, promise. Literal little mini laser guns that just incinerate shit, or like little, they shoot sound waves and push it away. Now the shit coming in at 30,000 miles per hour, I don't know what the hell they're going to do about that. Because tiny space pedals went through their Mach 50. And literally punch through anything. All the time. 
that's why they don't even put heavy walls, like, because there's no point. No. They use aluminum foil, it's easier to patch. Since mm -hmm. they are lighter, aluminum foil as opposed to ceramic bulletproof plating. What was that? The Dragon Scale armor? Mm. Where they use the thick octagonal ceramic plates? I think it was Dragon Scale. Yeah, I mean, eventually I think we really will start dumping it into space somewhere. Like, they'll start using old rockets or some shit to just blast trash barges out into the far reaches of space. If it wasn't so expensive, we'd already do it. What's the answer to not making so much trash? Not having so much trash. You can either recycle, or you can hide it. We're running out of holes to put it in. Get rid of it. Just throw it at the sun. The system only works if we're mining asteroids. You can't send off resources without replacing them. Aren't they getting ready to experiment with that? Yeah. Talking about tugging. The, uh, basically a portable mining drone, I guess. So they're talking about dragging them into Earth's orbit. Or into the orbit of a nearby planet or something. Like somewhere close to us. So that you can send a rig out onto it and it'll basically just be its own little work space colony thing if I'm making sense. People will live there, they will mine it, they will fill up transports, which it probably will be automatic. It'll just shoot back. Like I said, the, the space elevators and the rocket ships, it's gonna be a race for who can get you to space and who can get you back. Just like fucking American Airways, man. Earthle Spaceways. Can we go ahead and add some of this shit or something? Like, I know nobody's going to do it yet. There's no way this doesn't happen. Well, yeah, there is. If we nuke ourselves first. Which is highly likely. Or, you know, die of some superbug. Or... We've become heathens as a species. I'm not, I'm not hating. I am one of them. It wouldn't surprise me at all if the next superbug was an STD. Think about that when you think about the plague. Everybody do be fucking... Greece went through a hedonism phase. This was when the uh, Colosseum was built. Maybe not when it was built, but at its height, with the, the blood sports and stuff. True hedonism. The people were furious about how shitty their lives were, like we are currently. So they went they took it out in the Colosseum. You could scream at that fucker until the lion ate him. And everybody was cool, because everybody else hated him too. For whatever reason they told you to. Didn't really matter, I don't think. State-funded hatred. It's a beautiful thing. That went dark. And back to the Greeks. Nice. Spooky podcast. Pollution, what else do you have to say about it? It's bad. It's gone from bad to worse, honestly. Systemic problem, right? If everybody that listens to this podcast were to go out and spend one hour cleaning every week, it would amount to absolutely fuck all. Because so few people listen to this podcast. If there were 20 million listeners... And everybody were to go out and spend an hour, we could clean this bitch up pretty fucking quick. But the problem is there aren't 20 million. There's, like, seven. It's okay. One of these days. We're probably 20 years too early. Like everybody. That's why they found Lovecraft in a fucking gutter. He was... That was Poe. I mean, it was both, wasn't it? Probably. I'm, I'm pretty sure they both died. Like, Lovecraft was late 20s, early 30s. Poe was mid-30s or early... 40s, I think. But yeah, they, they both were just found mysteriously dead in a gutter. Penniless. Nobody cared. Until somebody found their writing. Years later. What's that last subject say? Acceptable means of population control. This is a fun one. So what do you mean acceptable? To who? Myself? Personally? Or what the systemic problems would be? Well, it seems to be that the only acceptable means, as of right now, acts of God is war, or acts of God. COVID was accepted. No, whatever that means. That's you no. know, a bunch of different podcasts. That was far from accepted because that would be a everyone was. Nope. Whoever dies dies. Fuck it. Full send. Keep it, going it about was, average though. life. There was a percentage of population that was just like, nah, whether we think this is government scare or this is kind of pointless in and of the fact worse things have befallen, 
Um, okay, so population control. You're not talking about population reduction. You're talking about control. These are things like we practice with animals. If you get too many deer in one area, there's not enough forage to sustain them all. So they start starving to death. We're fighting and killing each other. You have to have resources to provide. So acceptable means of human population control. This would be birth control. We could do that pro-choice, pro-life conversation if you want. That's a fun one. As we might have already done it. It's part of what it is. Yeah. But it's also, you have to figure, I mean, look at Kevorkian and assisted suicide. That's now come back full cycle. It's it's almost like Dude, I'm all about jeans and bell bottoms. Okay, so the problem is Kevorkian <laughs> did it for anybody that asked, if I remember correctly. Like, if they were of a certain age, he didn't give a fuck. You ready to die? I got you. Mental illness has to be taken into account. Now, he was a real doctor, and I'm not going to say I have more or less experience or any of that shit. Like, I don't know. The people are going to do it. If you have the balls to walk into a doctor's office and say, I want to die, will you help? If he says no, you think that's just, oh, well, fuck, I guess I'm going to live the next 50 years. Because as of right now, you walk into an emergency room or a doctor's office and you say, I want to die. They're going to do everything possible, everything within their means to strip you of absolutely everything and every potential chance to take your life. They're not going to aid or assist in that whatsoever. It's the complete opposite. It's to keep you alive is their goal. So they so, view it or see it. All forms of suicide are seen as mental illness. Whether it be from a religious or a moral status, most people want to prevent suicide, if at all possible. I've always thought it was the queer's way out. Survivor's guilt. I get it. Shit gets bad. It gets dark. But it always seems like quitting to me. Every fucking is. time. Because it is. But I mean... Shit, that's death. I'm I mean, not talking about being killed. I'm talking about death. If you die, it is because at some point in your life you quit fighting. You can literally have absolutely everything taken away and be bound to yourself. Bite your fucking tongue off. If you want to die, you're going to die. If you can bite your own tongue until you bleed, you can be declared legally insane. So, acceptable forms of population control. Are you talking for, like, the people who are using it, or what's acceptable to the people it's being used on? Well, I need I need to find parameters for said crazy. Part of the discussion of it. What is an acceptable means? So, birth control is one of my favorites, because... Both that, condoms that and right. pills. No, like, I should, personally, get a vasectomy. It's just worked out that I haven't. Sorry, I'll get one soon. Hopefully. Okay, there's a line of thought where all males at a certain age should get a vasectomy, and then at a certain point where you have the financial and mental means to raise a child, you can get a reverse vasectomy so, and then decide to have kids. You know, but who sets the parameters of the test to say you're Abraham ready? Abraham Lincoln said it perfectly. We hold these truths to be self-evident. For you to surgically modify my body against my will. Now, if you could systemically change it to be like circumcision, where instead of you, you don't get a circumcision, you your family decides, maybe, which I don't even really like that, because you get the religious implications. Of it. But you would have to get people to willingly want to do it, in my opinion. If you could talk men into doing it. But it's easier to just... No, she can take the pill. Systemic problems. But it's also one of those ones, I'm not going to say that women don't rape men, but look at the instance of, okay, well, in case we didn't catch the mental illness early enough, they were already done. Almost you don't have to worry about rape babies. The mental PTSD that comes along with it for the female side especially, okay, it's still going to be there. But the rape child isn't. I don't know. I, so That's just one of many facets of it. Abortion is a side effect. It is a, a symptom of the, the cancer that the world currently has. The mental has. trauma of the female having to get the abortion, the separation 
of the life that she was already carrying is that heavier than the just okay I have to deal with the mental trauma of being raped I hope anybody listening is never in this situation but just if, if you are on your way to the emergency room pick up a plan B or ask them for one while you're there run the rape kit do everything you need to do and then plan B that shit done you don't have to worry about it in three months you're done Please don't do this every Saturday night. They're probably really hard on your fucking body. I'm pretty sure it's like a huge dose of hormones. It, it literally just period. Go. And that's just that's just one of those many sides because... So there's no life at that point. Like, I think we could all... Alright, it's divided three times. If it's even started dividing yet. Like, you literally have a fertilized egg, not an embryo, not... We're talking within 24 to 48 hours. Versus if the male at prepubescent already had a vasectomy, it wouldn't yeah. be a factor. Dude, I don't, see, I don't see the difference in a circumcision and a vasectomy. One of them is they take away the pleasure of sex, and the other one is they take away the possibility of procreation. You get what I'm saying? Have more sex with your sperm. They're not trying population control right now. They want to call the herd, get rid of the old, get rid of the feeble, get rid of the weak. But that's the problem is we're not. We're actually we're actually perpetuating COVID. them. COVID. Because So you're thinking of weak as in like what maybe what your opinion of what strong is. Maybe what they want is a a population of seven billion people that can all fly drones from a phone. Maybe they don't need us for miners, maybe they need us for virtual miners or whatever. Whatever it is that we do. I think we're farmed for creativity, by the way. It's about the only good shit we turn out. Unless they like our waste. Maybe our waste powers some alien reactor. That would be cool. If we were somehow a good thing in the universe. All the shit we create. That's what we're supposed to do. Good job! I don't think that's it, though. I hope that's not it. Fuck. We're yeast. Yeast takes sugar and turns it into alcohol. That's kind of what humans do. But then we turn it back into piss. We piss all over everything. That's... We create piss. That's what we do as a species. Lots of interesting types of piss, though. Anyway. Because, I mean, shit, we can't even decide on an acceptable method to actually exterminate people that we deem as worthy of dying. Why do you think they sit on death row for so fucking long? That's the appeals process. Your human rights, your basic human rights, allow you so many chances to not be put to death. They have to be able to 100% prove without the shadow of a doubt that you did what you were supposed to have done. How many times have they tried to say, this is an acceptable way to put somebody to death? No, this is an acceptable way. This, 100 years ago, was, but no, that's no longer. You can do this one, but this state says that's okay. That state, that's not okay. Well, I want to say the reason the lethal injection is fucked up again is because they fucked it up last time. Like, the last time they did it, I'm pretty sure it went wrong. And do Some didn't. states you can still do old Sparky. Some states you can still do Fire, Fire Squad. squad. Hanging. <clears throat> Hanging's an option in most states, but everybody's terrified of it. Like, everybody always picks the lethal injection. The gas chamber, I think, you can still do in Cali. And why do you, why do you think that is? That's because of a changed perception on death. It's a changed perception of an acceptable method of extermination and extermination is part of population control there are those that you're going to deem that don't fit within the mold of acceptable you know those that say well i don't value human life the way you do i'm going to either remove it or deface it and the rest of the world is going to say no that does not fit our means we're going to do exactly what you just did and remove or deface you from this planet. So that's where the law comes in. And I'm not talking police or any single person. I'm talking about the law itself as an entity. So every member of the Justice Department, the Justice Branch, whatever the fuck you want to call it, from police officers all the way up to Supreme Court justices, they are supposed to represent the law in truth. As it is written, so it shall be. So it's when they start taking their own opinions and adding more laws, more laws. Like, murder's bad. 
Okay, so what's the punishment? Well, that depends. What kind of murder was it? Exactly. And I think that's self-evident of the murder. Like, so the problem is when you can't find the truth, that's when opinions start coming in. And it's because people lie. They don't want to sound bad about whatever it is that they did. So we lie about it. And then it's up to the judge or the jury or whoever the fuck to decide who's telling the truth. And then decide punishment based on who lied. The law is supposed to be impartial, is my point. And it is very much not these days. Preconceived notions, the the fact that judges and lawyers don't go off the law, they go off who knows who and who paid who money and who owes who a favor and whose day it was to buy coffee because your prosecutors and your public defenders discuss cases more in a back alley bar room than they do in a courtroom. Fuck this system. I hope it burns soon. Oh. Anarchy. Anarchy is a super it, fun topic. If it does, then we will definitely have population control because there will be a lot that cannot survive those that Ooh, okay. are kept alive through the system that exists as it is. So anarchy is a self-governing body. It doesn't mean rape, murder, pillage, burn. It means we don't need Uncle Sam telling us what the fuck to do. We live by our own moral codes. And generally those are regional, but they're very... The golden rule, do unto others. I've spent six years raising this cow and I want three sheep for it. You get what I'm saying? Like, that's acceptable to me, that's acceptable to you, let's trade. You add the government, now I have to get permission from that guy who's going to want 4% of whatever those are worth, and now I have to figure out how the fuck I give him 4% of three goddamn sheep. So you have to factor in money, and debits, and credits, and computer fucking super artificial intelligence. Just to keep up the sheer number of transactions humans can create. Cash, it wasn't bad. You didn't have to have anybody tracking cash all the time. Debits and credits? I think Bitcoin's going to win, by the way. Bitcoin's going to be the, the global currency. If you have any money to invest and you don't know what to invest in, fucking Bitcoin. Put 10 grand in, might be worth billions. The US dollar, 100 years ago, if, they were, if they'd have done it, pushed it over into one world government, who wins? We won the Great War. We picked up Saudi Arabia and our, our team. Their oil is ours now. Fuck it. We win. But now they've done driven it into the ground. U.S. dollars worth nothing. That's why gas is so much. The Confederates, the end of the Confederate, whatever country, they, the joke was you couldn't buy a loaf of bread with a wheelbarrow full of Confederate dollars because they had a shit ton of money they'd printed and nothing else. That's why they lost. The North had all the production. Happy fucking Tuesdays. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.